Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Now, I mentioned last end of last, uh, last Sunday that I felt like we were through with our Sunday morning summer series. But then, uh, as I was going through early in the week, <laughs> the Holy Spirit said, you're not through yet. And uh, there's something else he wanted to add on top of this and uh, to remind us of and to uh, be mindful of this morning. Praise the Lord, because we've been talking about this summer, you know, the reverse the curse summer, the fact that we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Uh, and so there's still something else we need to talk about to make, to make sure that that curse is getting reversed in your life like it should be. Uh, something you can draw from, something you can glean from, something you can uh, hook up to this morning that uh, is connected to all these other, other, other things we talked about last week, you know, with our words and the power of our words and saying and uh, and just with our faith, this is strongly connected because, again, Galatians chapter 3 tells us Christ hath redeemed us. Not something he's going to do, not something down the road, something he's already done. He hath redeemed us, what? From the curse of the law. From the curse of the law. He became a curse for us. Uh, for it's written, curses everyone who hangs on a tree. So Jesus went to the cross, was made a curse so that, Christ, so that we would, you and I would be redeemed from the curse of the Old Testament law. In Deuteronomy 28 is primarily where that curse is found. The curse is for disobedience. Thank God we've been set free from those curses. We, today, in Christ, we can rejoice that no curse can dominate us, can control our lives. Uh, that we are absolutely free by the blood of Jesus. Amen. You know, this is Communion Sunday, so we're... Gonna, you know, we're, we're celebrating, again, what the blood of Jesus has done for us. We celebrate our marvelous redemption and what God has done for us in Christ. Praise the Lord. Um, you know, because so often you hear people, I've heard people say this, God, I need God to move on my behalf. And we probably all said that maybe at some point, or we've heard someone else say that I need God to move, but we need, the true reality is God's already moved. That's the greatest reality. There's an aspect, yes, of it becoming a reality in our lives and our experience. But the, the truth is, the bottom line truth, God's already moved. You know, uh, we have an, another verse in, in, in uh, 2 Peter 1, verse 3, that ties in well with uh, Galatians 3.13. According as his divine power hath given us, hath given unto us all things, all things, that pertain to life and godliness. All things God's already given us by his power. Of course, that in, in connection also with the cross, the fact that we've been redeemed from the curse, he hath redeemed us. All things hath been given unto us. So God's already moved, hasn't he? <laughs> Praise the Lord. God's already moved. So, uh, your need, whatever your need is or has been, we say, I need God to move. Listen, whatever your need is, was included when Jesus was made a curse. When God's divine power through the redemptive work of Jesus brought all things that pertain to life and godliness to us. God's already moved on our behalf. You are redeemed. You don't have to try to get God to move for you anymore. Does he need to go back to the cross? Does Jesus need to go back to the cross again? No. Did everything get taken care of there to bring you all things that pertain to your life? Yes, everything necessary happened when Jesus went to the cross and was made a curse for you and me. Glory be to God. Praise God forevermore. Yet, we, we have talked about there's a God side and a man side to every victory. We have a part to play in order to fully realize and experience what God's already done for us in Christ. To make it our personal reality. Glory to God. And so we, we've talked about the importance, again, of faith. The importance of our words. We've you've been emphasizing that throughout this series at, at, at times, uh, realizing we do have a great part to play 
because uh, we have to align ourselves with God. We have to be in agreement with him. We can't just be out believing different goofy things and expect these principles to work for us. They're not automatic. You're not just redeemed. You're redeemed from the curse positionally in Christ. But to make it your experience, you can't just be thinking, talking, and acting any old way you feel like. Hallelujah. God works through faith. He needs someone to respond to him. He needs someone to align with him. He needs someone to agree with him. In order for these blessings to become our personal full reality. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. And so one, one aspect of this that I want to emphasize this morning that really it still ties in with uh, everything else connected to our faith, and that's the area of rejoicing. Don't get so excited. Rejoicing. We need to rejoice in our redemptive benefits. We need to, and there's another aspect to that, we can rejoice in. We can cause those benefits, those redemptive blessings and benefits to start moving our way or, or to become manifest in our life. God's already moved on our behalf, but we, our actions cause some things to get involved with our personal lives. For the anointing, the fullness of God's provision to be manifest in our lives. We have a part to play in that. One important, vital area that we cannot neglect. And that's what the Holy Spirit reminded me of. You can't neglect this. And that's to rejoice. Hallelujah. See, we are blessed. We are redeemed. We have been given all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. We have been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. But these things must be Receive. They must be appropriated. You know, it's like we get, my wife and I, we occasionally get this, the box, one of these food services, you know, the, one of these food deals where they, you can prepare the meal real quick and we, they give it, we get like several, several of those. A, a box will come every week, you know, with like three different meal packages in them. And uh, every once in a while we'll do that periodically, you know, and uh, use, use one of those services. And, uh, but, you know, they put, that, they put that box out on the porch. UPS or whoever, the FedEx, they, they, they put the box on the, on the porch. And, uh, and if you let it stay out there long enough, they have some refrigerated, you know, little, you know the ice and all around the meat and the, and the vegetables and all that but, uh, packed in there. But if you let it stay out there too long, and that's happened before. Actually, they brought it on the wrong day one time, and we, uh, we were out of town and came back, and that... Uh, uh, and we got back and that stuff was nasty. <laughs> you open that box up, it's already hot. It's already, especially in the summer. I mean, that stuff, there's no, you, you know, it's, you can't eat it. And, uh, but you know, even if you're home and they put that stuff on the, on the porch, if you just sit in the house and say, man, I wish my food was here. Boy, I sure am getting hungry, Honey. What are we going to fix for supper tonight? Well, I don't know because it's not in the house. You know, if you don't go out on the porch, they can drop it on the porch. But if you don't step out of, out of the door, pick it up off the porch, bring it into the house, you're not going to enjoy it. How many of God's, God's put his benefits on the porch? They're on the porch. Amen. But you got Christians sitting in, sitting in the living room saying, well, you never know what the Lord's going to do. God's in control. He's sovereign, you know. And if he, if he wants us to eat today, we'll eat. Or he'll put it in our mouths, you know. We'll just open up our mouths like little birds and he'll just drop in. No, doesn't work that way. The blessings of God don't work that way. Now, God can sovereignly do things at times. Just uh, He'll do that for, for people to, uh, to, you know, uh, to encourage uh, people in congregation at times. And he's done it for all of us in our lives in some measure, especially early on as Christians. But then there comes a point he expects you to bring your own food in off the porch. 
start appropriating, receiving. And there's a big key sometimes, many times, as to why some have not received yet. Why some have not tapped in yet to what is on the porch, (laughs) spiritually speaking. You may have even prayed. You may have even been confessing. But there's something else the Lord wanted us to add here today. And it's really a vital part of all of our receiving. First Peter chapter 1 reveal, is, is just a good verse to start with here. First Peter 1, two verses, verses 8 and 9. Whom having not seen, talking about Jesus, you love. And whom though now you seem not, yet believing, believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. See, if you're, in, if you're truly believing, you're going to start, you're going to be, there's going to be something connected to that called rejoicing. If we're truly in faith, it's going to cause a smile to come on our face. It's going to cause a measure of thanksgiving, praise, rejoicing about us. In other words, you're not going to be depressed and believing at the same time. Because if you're depressed, that means you're not believing. But if you're rejoicing, it's a good expression, a, a realization that you're in faith about something. But notice the next verse. Let's don't stop there. Receiving. The end of your faith. Receiving. The end of your faith. Even the salvation of your souls. Now, I want you to notice the connection. Believing. Rejoicing. And then what comes after that? Receiving. Believing. Rejoicing. And what's connected to the rejoicing? What's next after the rejoicing? What comes <laughs> down the road right after you start rejoicing and praising and worshiping because you believe you received your promise? You believe you're redeemed from the curse of the law. You believe you, rede- you received your healing. You, you've prayed. You've declared that. But what else is needed before there's some receiving? Rejoicing. Amen. We just read it right in sequence. Right in sequence. So the receiving, that means you actually get to enjoy it. In this case, that's what that receiving is talking about. You get it. It shows up. The healing shows up. The financial need is supplied. It shows up. All that happens after. Everybody say after. The rejoicing. That means rejoicing needs to go before receiving. In conjunction with your believing. Hallelujah. See, sometimes we miss this. Everybody can, everybody can rejoice and get excited after it's in your hand. After the money comes in, you know, in, in the envelope, in the mail, you know. After, you know, after the healing, after the pain stopped, everybody can go, woo, glory to God. But how about before it shows up? That's where faith is demonstrated. That's where faith should be expressed through the form of rejoicing. Praising. Shouting. Laughing. Giving thanks. Glory to God. In fact, it's interesting. In Deuteronomy 28, you know, where we talked about the different curses. Notice again what is part of the curse here and why Israel was cursed. Verse 47. Because you didn't serve the Lord with joyfulness. God said, I didn't see you happy enough. I didn't see you rejoicing when you, you were going through a difficult test or that or you're facing some enemies. I didn't see you rejoicing and glad in heart for all the things I blessed you with. He said, because you didn't rejoice, notice the result in the next verse. Verse 48, therefore you're going to serve your enemies. You'll serve your enemies. You'll end up being in lack. You'll end up being in want. You'll end up in destruction and defeat. That's how we can translate that for where we are. If you're, not going, if you're not willing to do any rejoicing, then that means you've learned to accept some captivity. 
in your future. Glory to God. Y'all are shouting a little too loud. I'm having to just. <laughs> Praise God. Praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I was about to say, my wife, she's in there helping with uh, the children this morning. She'll be back in to do the music. I was about to say, honey, go ahead and just warm up the car and let me, let me just leave right now. Everybody seems to be. I think you were all content with message number one, so we'll just, uh, we can just go and go into lunch. And, uh... No, I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm not moved by your smile or your frown. And I'm just going to trust that some of you are just taking it in. You're just not reacting yet. So don't worry. I'm just messing with y'all today, in other words, okay? I don't care. I'm not moved by that. I'm going to preach what I, I rejoice anyway. Because <laughs> I know I'm going to give you what the Lord put in my heart to give you. So I don't, you get to take it and run with it or not. I'm for you. I want you to. I want you getting all, you can get out of this. But you ought to take, listen, if you'll, if after this message, I hope you'll learn something. You, you, you'll want to take every opportunity you can to go, praise God. Praise. Praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You're going to want to rejoice more after we get through here in a few moments. I trust. If you're not brain dead. Well, even if you're brain dead, you need to be rejoicing anyway. Praise the Lord. That's how you come out of it. <laughs> this is a vital part of receiving. And that's what the Lord wanted me to minister to you today. This is vital. This is why some people fall short. This is why some get cut off in the, in the faith train and their faith process. It just they, it, Things get cut off. They stop. They pull back. Because they weren't willing to do this. Because they didn't feel like it. Because it didn't look like it was working. Hallelujah. But pastor, I, I, I seriously need a miracle. This is, this is serious. The doctor said this is serious. Or everybody, my, my situation is serious. Everything is serious. That means we're giving you some serious activity this morning. This is very serious. This is something, this is not just, uh, this is not just feel good stuff. This, this is serious business. What I'm sharing with you this morning. For you to go to the next step with what God has for you. For you to see some things to get into the miraculous flow of God in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rejoicing is seriously scriptural and it's a serious activity to God because it seriously gets him involved, which you seriously want if you have any serious intelligence. Is that serious enough? <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me hear a praise the Lord this morning. Praise God. Maybe it's because I don't have enough people up in these front rows this morning. I don't know. Over here. I, something's a little, I know some people are out of town and it's still Labor Day and whatever weekend. But some of y'all just may, I may need to pull y'all up next time. I want to, I need to get a little more. Uh, don't, I don't need back row Baptists. I need front row, front row shouters and praisers and rejoicers with me. Oh, relax. Don't worry about it. Wherever you are. You're not that far away. I know. Again, I'm not moved by it. You sit where you want to sit. Hallelujah. But pastor, I have a great need. I, it's, it's really need. And it's just, it's just, it's just uh, you know, sometimes we think we have a need. We have to be real somber. We're, we're try, I'm trying to just share with you something. I know you may have a big need. I know that, but this is, this is so vital for you to see that need met. To get it off the porch into your house and onto your table. You are redeemed. The Bible says so. Jesus became poor that you might be made rich. Jesus took your stripes. I mean, he doesn't have to go back on the cross again. Weren't 39, weren't 39 enough for you? We don't have to get him to move again. 
But we do have to do our part to make that full connection. To get it from the porch to our table. And we saw that in 1 Peter again. Believing, you rejoice, then you receive. There's got to be enough rejoicing to get us over into that realm of receiving. You rejoice it off the porch onto your table. That's how you get it from there. We believe we receive it. Yeah, we pray. That's part of it too. And listen, there's a place for the prayer. We talk about that a lot. We talk about and confessing. But there, this is, sometimes this is a missing ingredient. Because you don't just pray 24-7. In fact, look at first. There's a truth the Lord revealed to me in 1 Thessalonians 5. Glory to God. Because the majority of your prayer life and your, your, your standing time is not praying, the, praying something over again. First Peter, I'm sorry, First Thessalonians 5, verse 16. Rejoice when you feel like it. Rejoice when all the circumstances line up just right. Now rejoice. And it's interesting, Paul was writing to a church that's going through what he referred to as great affliction, the church at Thessalonica. He referred to their great affliction. But he's telling those with great affliction, don't just rejoice when everything is just hunky-dory around the house and in the church. It's interesting also, remember Philippians 4, 4, he's, that's when he said he was in prison. And he said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, <laughs> I say rejoice. Why? Because he's writing, he's writing, again, he's writing from prison. And then in Thessalonica, he's writing to people that are very afflicted, facing great persecution. That's why they wanted to know, when's the Lord coming soon? Some of his writings in first, and we're like, please tell us Jesus is coming real soon. But, he's, but he says, going back to 1 Thessalonians again, 5, he said, rejoice evermore. Rejoice evermore. Then he said in the next verse, pray, I mean, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Hallelujah. He didn't say just pray when you feel like it. Now listen. Because, you know, there's nothing in the Bible that says feelings, you know, we have to, we're to gauge everything by our feelings. No. Uh, feel, in fact, feelings have nothing to do with rejoicing and praising. And, and one reason I'm going to say praising here, we could, we could put the word praise without ceasing because praise is the highest form of prayer. You used to hear Brother Hagin make that reference, say that. He said praise is the highest form of prayer. In fact, most of the time, you're not, again, you're not praying something over and over 24-7. Most of the time, after you pray, you believe you receive, like Mark eleven twenty four 24 tells us, the, the rest of your time should be spent rejoicing and praising and giving thanks. That's the three big truths right here in these, in these three verses. Now, verse 18 says... Uh, in everything, give thanks. Notice, rejoice evermore, praise without ceasing, <laughs> and in everything, give thanks. This is the will of God. You ever question what the will of God is for your moment, for, your, for the time right now in your life? Or am, I, am I doing the will of God right now? One, one way you can know, and one way that will help you know further direction in what you need to do in the will of God. Are you willing to rejoice right now? Are you willing to praise right now? Are you willing to give thanks right now, right where you are in the midst of this difficulty, praising God for his word, thanking him that his, his promises are true? You're not thanking him for the problem or the test or the trial or the disease. You thank him for his word and you rejoice that you're the victor and that you overcome no matter what. That's the will of God. That's the will of God. That's the will of God. But I don't know what I need to do next. I don't know what. Well, start praising God. You'll find out. Because that's the will of God. Get in the will of God right now. You can get in the will of God any moment. But I wonder, I've had people, Pastor, I need to know, am I in the will of God? Have you been rejoicing lately? Have you been praising lately? 
Have you been giving thanks or you've been complaining about the fact you don't know what you need to do next? <laughs> Glory to God. Praise God. Just get right in the will of God. You can do it right now. Start going, glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that your children, your, 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 your children hear your voice. Sons of God are led by the Spirit. I know what to do. I know when to do it. I know where to go. I, I, I know the will of God for my life, and I praise you for it. I thank you for it. That's the will of God. And that will help you get into the will of God and hear his voice. Just thought I'd add that. I wasn't planning on that. Some of you wondering, oh, am I, don't get, don't, don't get, the devil wants you just, oh, analyzing, contemplating, measuring everything out mentally, intellectualizing everything. This is the will of God. The big three, rejoice evermore. Praise without ceasing and give thanks in everything. Hallelujah. 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 And I want you to see this. this the Lord showed this because this was something I, did, I never really caught this till just in, in preparation for this recently. This is, this is, this is part of the flow of the miraculous because look at verse 19. Quench not the spirit. See, I always connected quench not the spirit to the next verse, despise not prophesying. Because he goes on to talk about despise, don't despise prophesying. But actually, the Holy Spirit connected this to the, to the big three we just talked about. Rejoicing, praising, giving thanks, will keep you from quenching the spirit. That word quench, in fact, the amplified of verse 19, I think it says it this way, don't, you don't suppress or subdue. You don't, suppre don't suppress or subdue the spirit. You know, we have, uh, you know, everybody can buy, like, what, cough suppressants, you know. We know what suppressants are. They suppress something. They push something down. If you're not willing to praise, if you're not willing to rejoice, if you're not willing to give thanks, you're suppressing the flow of the Spirit. And this is how it connected this. This is how, the, in fact, the Holy Spirit connected it for our purposes here, even the, the, the benefits and blessings of redemption. There's a flow of the miraculous. There's a flow of the power of God that's by the Spirit. See, there's different flows of the Spirit, but they're the same Spirit. There's a, there's a flow of the Spirit in, direct, in leading our lives. There's a work of the Holy Spirit there. There's also a work of the Spirit in producing miracles. There's a miracle flow. Hallelujah. We don't want to suppress any flow of the Spirit. One way to, to make sure you're getting in the flow of the miraculous do a lot of rejoicing, do a lot of praising, do a lot of giving thanks. That's how we tap in to these things that we've been redeemed from. If I don't want to make you go home shouting all afternoon, I don't know what, I don't know what else we're, I don't, I don't got anything better to give you than that. I, that if we're going to keep in that miracle flow in our life, we, we want and that's very, this is very biblical. I mean, this is right, right in line with uh, so much in the Word of God. Uh, praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. Praise God. If you fail to rejoice, if you fail to praise, if you fail to give thanks, you're suppressing the flow of the Spirit in your life. You're suppress suppressing the work of God in your life. You're suppressing the miracle, you know, flow of the Spirit of God at work in your life. 
You're suppressing these benefits and, 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 and not enabling them to manifest like they, like they should in our life. You're letting the food rot on the porch. If you won't rejoice, if you refuse to praise without ceasing. And that doesn't mean praising God 24-7 out of your mouth. It just means there should never be a, a, a little period of time, a period of time. This ought to be a lifestyle. And, and, you know, if somebody hangs around you long enough, they'll at least hear a thank you, Lord, every once in a while. <laughs> you get around Brother Hagen. I got around him so every once in a while. He, he's either praying in tongues or then when he's not, you know, he, he, I mean, he, could, he was normal. He was just a good old guy. He, was, he, he could talk about different things. But then in, in between people just talking or, or things going on around, you could hear him say, glory to God. Thank you, Father. Praise God. I picked that up from him. I'd be around. I'd just, man, he's just praising the Lord all the time. He understood this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I've, I've had, I mean, I've, I've been at times, the devil, he's working in your mind. Your negative thoughts are coming. All these things. A good thing to do is just stop. Shut your mind down from all that, all those other voices, and then lift your voice. What kind of voice, Pastor? A voice of thanksgiving, a voice of praise. The big three, rejoice evermore. <laughs> Part of rejoicing, one way rejoicing is demonstrated is through laughing. Just a demonstration, throwing your hands up. Glory to God. Putting a, getting a spring in your step, a smile on your face. It doesn't have to be a dance. It can be. Uh, I remember Pop Goodwin, the man that brought one of Brother Hagin's your close friends. He was pastored in Texas, you know, and had a brother Hagin, him had a close relationship. He came and spoke, uh, before he went home to be with the Lord, he and his wife, uh, had come out to Rama back in the early eighties. And he, uh, but he would, uh, one thing he shared, uh, he said, whenever they would have financial issues in his church and it stuck with me cause I, I've actually done this myself. He said when they would have a certain need, he would get alone in the church and he said, here's what, here's the expression. He said, I would dance the money in. Well, I've done that in this building with nobody else in the building <laughs> back when we first started this church. And I mean, uh, you know, when we started Harvest Family Church, I mean, not when we moved to this property, built this building, moved to this property, God graciously blessed us, allowed us to get in here. But it, it was amazing when we got, when we went from where we were on George, George Todd, renting that facility to here and, and our mortgage jumped about, you know, up to, you know, from, we went from a small rent to a good sized mortgage and, and all the extra expenses of a, of, of a building and all these things. We had like six families wave bye-bye to us. They were with us at the other church, at the other building, but we got into this new building. They're like, God bless you. Y'all have a great life. You know, but I, I don't look to, I, I didn't look to them and say, well, you know, but uh, yet God uses people, right? But I, but I had to keep my eyes on him. Yeah. And I remember, I mean, my wife's like, Bill, we don't have this. We don't have, this. we don't have enough money for this. And then I'm like, so there were some times I'd just, uh, you know, I'd come in here. And I remember hearing things like that. I danced the money in. Praise the Lord. Well, there's, there's maybe some little, little dance marks around in this room here. Hallelujah. 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 I, mean, I, took, I took that serious. Cause I, what do you do? You got a need? I, I know I'm redeemed. I know God called me. I would remind the Lord. Say, thank you, Lord. You call me. And, and, I, and you, you're the one. This is your church. I always reminded him it's his church, you know. <laughs> Had to learn that. Praise God. But there are times you have to express your faith. I remember Norville Hayes talking about he would drive, he had a couple of businesses that started going in the red and, and, uh, and, uh, and just were, you know, just, just really behind, you know, and just not work, just failing business. He had, he owned a bunch of businesses and he, he had a couple of them, had a restaurant in downtown, uh, I think it's there in Cleveland, Tennessee at one point where he lived and he had a restaurant that just was, it had gone, you know, just do, not doing well at all. What he would do, he would drive up into the parking lot like four times a day, drive up, sit out there in his car, and just laugh for about 10 minutes. Ha, 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 ha. 
He said it wasn't, he didn't have a feeling to laugh. How many of you got to rejoice, praise, give thanks when you don't feel like it? In fact, it's probably not faith if you're feeling like it. <laughs> I've had to do a lot of those things. It's amazing how people, they refer to some of us that speak in tongues and things. Oh, that's just emotionalism. I never speak in tongues out of emotions. I speak in tongues on purpose because the Bible tells me to. And because I know the benefit of it. It's never an emotional experience. And it's just the same with praise and giving of thanks and worshiping God. We need to do that because the word tells us to. And that's cause, and for one thing, that's how we, it's, it's a vital key to receiving things from God. It's how we tap into the flow of the miraculous. So yeah, if we laugh and we praise and we, you know, and he would laugh, Norval would laugh, he said, until it all turned around. He would do that like every day. And then it did like several weeks in one situation, all of a sudden the finances start going back up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So just cause you, just cause you're blessed in Christ, just cause you're redeemed from the curse. Doesn't mean all these things are automatically going to happen all the time. How many, we're all going to have tests and trials. The devil's going to come at us to challenge what we believe. It's part of life. So we get to stand on the word of God and we get to activate the power of God, the miracle flow of God. Look at Isaiah 12, three, real quick. A couple of more thoughts real quick. Hallelujah. Let's just take a praise break right now. Just give him praise and thanks. Hallelujah. Father, we praise you. Oh, we rejoice. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that we're redeemed. Thank you that we're delivered. Thank you we're healed. We thank you that you meet all of our needs. We thank you that you're good. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Father. You restore. Thank you, Father. Oh, Father, you, oh, you blessed us so. You're blessing us in our, so many ways. Hallelujah. 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 Isaiah 12, 3. Isaiah 12, 3. Therefore, with careful analysis... Shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation? Therefore, with extensive counseling, shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation? <laughs> no, with joy. With joy. With joy, you're drawing something out of the well. The well of deliverance, that word salvation isn't all-inclusive, even in the New Old Testament. It means a deliverance from your enemy. It means, it means complete victory. It means all these redemptive benefits. Hallelujah. How do you get it out of the well into your life? Not with analysis. Amen. With joy. Joy gets Things out of the well that you need to overcome in life. That God has already made available to you. All, these all things that have been given unto you. This, the things you've already been redeemed from. That's how you get it out. That's how you get it off the porch. Onto your table. Hallelujah. 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 Not by getting so serious and somber. Oh, but this is a serious situation, Pastor. Oh, well, this, we got some serious solution for you here. Very serious. Because it's in the Word of God. And it's true. And it works every time. God said, I manifest... That, that his praise is how God manifests himself to Israel. You inhabit, Psalm 22, he inhabits... What the praises of his people. Hallelujah. God gets involved. God, uh, you, draw, you draw that power. This is how you get into the miracle flow. That deliverance flow. The blessing flow. 
Not sitting around worrying about it all day long and hoping God will do something. Or even praying about it all day long. There's a time to pray, but then there's a time to do the big three. Rejoice evermore. Praise without ceasing. And give thanks. Hallelujah. That's the will of God. That's the will of God for getting it out of the well into your life. Psalm 34, 1. Psalm 34, 1. <laughs> I'll bless the Lord most of the time. No, at all times. His praise shall periodically be in my mouth. No. No. This ought to be alive. This is alive. This is a lifestyle. These are the things, that, this is what God wants coming out of our mouth. This is the key to deliverance. It's the key to living a victorious, miracle flow life. I'm just giving you what I feel like in my heart, the Lord, for this. For this, to, this is a great way to cap off this series. It's a, but it's really just a, it's a lesson for all life. It's, God expects us living this way because he wants to manifest himself. He wants all the stuff that's on the porch getting onto your table that he's put on the porch for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But it, I don't feel like anything's working. It doesn't matter. That's not your part. You do it by faith. You do it by faith. You do this by faith. Believing, you rejoice. You rejoice by faith. Then you receive. Well, I'm going to wait. I'm, I'm going to be like Thomas and wait to see it come to pass. I, I'll wait. I'll, no, you, you, no, you're not going to see some things come to pass. You've got to rejoice ahead of time. You rejoice before you receive. What did Jesus do? Remember when, he, when the, the, the loaves and the fishes were brought to him by the little boy? What did Jesus do? He, he blessed the Bible says he gave thanks. You know, that was a thanksgiving experience right there. That was a thanksgiving en enabler for some things to happen. That was part of that miracle flow of the reproducing of the loaves and fishes to feed the multitude. That's not just something. See, some people see the give thanks in there, and they think, well, that's what we do every time we sit down at a meal. Let's give thanks. Well, we, we can't. We should give thanks. Th we pray a prayer. We, we give thanks for the meal and the food, and the bounty, the provision. But that's not really what was involved here. Jesus knew this was part of the miracle flow that was about to occur, what was, what was needed for that flow to be demonstrated as an example for us. Hallelujah. So what do we do when we see lack? See, that thanksgiving took them from lack to an abundant supply. They had 12 baskets left over. When they only had a few loaves and fishes to feed a multitude before, something happened in between. <laughs> some believing, some rejoicing or giving of thanks, then some receiving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What happened with Paul and Silas there in that Philippian jail? Acts chapter 16. Acts 16. Glory to God. The Bible says they prayed. Here they were, a difficult circumstance. Chained up, bound up. But they were willing to do something by faith. They prayed, but how they didn't stop praising? It didn't stop there. In fact, the King James tells us they sang praises unto God. They prayed and sang praise. It wasn't just singing hymns. They were praising. That's a different translation of what I gave you, I think, there. But they praised God. They praised God. They praised God. Singing hymns is fine. That's part of, if we're singing about the goodness of God, they, in other words, they were rejoicing. They were praising. They were singing. They were shouting. They, they were giving thanks. They were doing what was necessary to get over to the next verse, verse 26. To get to verse 26, they had to, first they did some praising. Then the earthquake hit. In other words, God started tapping his foot to the music and the praise. 
as things started shaking. It was the first jailhouse rock right there. The foundations were shaken. The doors were open. Everyone's bands were loosed. In other words, they didn't stay in captivity. What did God tell Israel? And we looked at it in Deuteronomy 28. If you won't rejoice, you're going to be a captive to your enemies. Paul and Silas rejoiced, and, that, and, the, and they got free from the captivity. It always, there's a miracle flow that'll take you out of captivity whenever you're willing to rejoice until you receive. There's a miracle flow that will take you out of any captivity when you get willing to rejoice until you receive. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. See, I gave you a message one earlier. I told you, you, did, you weren't shouting during that one. You ought to be doing more shouting than this one. If you can't take this home and shout a little bit, something's wrong with you. You may need to get saved again. I don't know. This is, this is an answer this morning for somebody. It's, it's really an answer for all of us at different times in our life, at different moments. But this is your answer this morning. Hallelujah. Let me give you another example before we close here. Luke chapter 17. Let's read this about the 10 lepers and the one that came back. I want us to see something here. Luke 17, 12. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. It came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. See, they acted on the word. They were cleansed of their leprosy. Praise God, a great miracle, right? Because they acted on the word. They acted in faith. But I want you to see also something. There's some more here to this. When he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves a priest. It came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. Next verse. One of them, when he saw he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Sometimes you hear people say, well, I praise the Lord in my heart. No, darling. It's not enough. And that doesn't mean you got to be a loud person, okay? I don't like being around loud people, per se. You know what I mean? Just because, I, I mean, I, and I personally am not, I, I'm more conservative in, the, in, the, in just my life, you know, and, and those type of things. I'm more quiet normally, except when I get in the pulpit or something. But, I mean, I'm just, that's just my, I, I, my wife used to tell me in college, there were, some of her friends thought I was just some stuck-up snob. Because I didn't talk much around them. I just like, you know. So they always, they, call, they ask her about me, about things like that. And I wasn't, I just, I just didn't talk much. And so some of us can be more conservative in that respect. But then there, there's, but then there comes a time, glory to God, you better be able to lift your voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And praise God. You want to tap into a miracle flow, it's not enough to say, well, it's, it's a, there's a praise in my heart. No, the Bible says out, 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 out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will leak, you know. You'll, start, you'll speak some things. It'll, your mouth will express what's in your heart. With a loud voice, he glorified God. I like one translation of that verse says, loudly giving thanks over and over, he glorified God. He just kept doing glory to God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Guess what? He tapped into a further miracle flow. This one that came back. The others were cleansed, but notice what happened to him. It's a different Greek word that talks about what happened to him. Next verse. Next verse there. And he fell down his face, his feet, giving him thanks, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So he gave glory and he gave thanks. And Jesus answered, weren't there 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Next verse. There are not found that return to give glory to God except this stranger, this one. But notice what Jesus said. He said to him, arise, go your way, your faith. And, that, and he demonstrated his faith and the demonstration of it is included in that because he expressed some things there. As, see, that's a picture for us. And it's made you whole. That word whole, it's a full, in other words, 
So some things that happened in his body that the other guys didn't get. It may have just been scar tissue healed up. It may have been whatever. We don't know. We don't have the full picture of this, except it's a different word than what happened to those other nine. Something more. He tapped into a miracle flow that got him more of the miracle provision. Got him more of, of what he needed in his body. Glory to God. Why? Because he tapped in. He, 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 he get, kept giving Jesus glory, giving God glory over and over and over and over. He praised till he rejoiced and praised till he received something more. That's a picture for us, isn't it? You know, we got Second Chronicles 20. We're not going to take time to look at that. Remember, the, that's an Old Testament picture of the army. Israel's army facing enemies, several enemies. They come together, Moab, Ammon. They come together to fight the children of Israel. And, and Jehoshaphat now, it was a leader, and they were uh, children of Judah. And they were, they were in fear. They were concerned. But the prophet Ahaziel just declared the word of the Lord. If you'll believe his prophets, you'll prosper. If you'll notice, if you'll take this word and do it, God's going to do something for you, a miracle work. And, 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 and God gave them a plan. And part of that plan, Jehoshaphat told everybody, is we're going to send the praisers out front. Send the praisers out front. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In fact, we got two of the verses up here. I gave him those two. Uh, go back to verse 21. Let's just read that. They consulted with the people. He appointed singers to the Lord that should praise the beauty of holiness. They went out before the army to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Then what, something happened. Something happened after the rejoicing, after the praising, after the giving of thanks, after, after, after. I doubt if they felt like it. In fact, some of them are probably thinking, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. We're putting the guys with the swords in the back. We're putting the, we're putting the, choir, the choir group up in the front. Singing, praising. The Lord got involved now. The Lord set ambushment. God moved in when the praise started going forth. God moves. You know, we're saying, Lord, please move. Well, we know he's already moved in Jesus, but then there's a there is a demonstration of what God has done for us that needs to occur in our lives personally. God moved for all mankind 2,000 years ago, but how's it going to get from your porch to your table? When you believe the word, they believe the prophets, they did what God told them to do, and then they demonstrated it. Believing, you rejoice, you receive. Then they, see, they received what? A miracle. A demonstration. The power of God. God moved on the praises. He acted, he, he demonstrated, said ambushments, and all the, all the enemy was defeated. They were, re, they were re released from their captivity when they were willing to praise and rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love what 2 Corinthians chapter... 2 Corinthians 2.14 in the message translation uh, says that in Christ, God leads us from place to place. Verse, verse 14, not, yeah, the last, last part of that. If you're going to put up the message, I know it gives you like three verses at a time. But just listen to this. God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. He leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. Hallelujah. Well, how does he do that? When we give thanks. In fact, that's, connect, that's, in, that's in the verse in, the, you know, in King James. It's because we're giving thanks. We're giving thanks. We're praising. We're rejoicing. God leads us. God gets involved. Uh, the victory is manifest. God's able to ride. God was able to ride on their praise in the Old Testament. A leper received incurable disease erased. 
Loaves and, fish, and fishes were multiplied. Lack was eradicated because of thanksgiving and praise. Because of rejoicing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is some powerful stuff this morning. <clears throat> praise God. It's powerful truth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, I know we're receiving communion, so let's, uh, I wanna, let's go ahead and do that. And uh, I want that communion to be a... We're gonna, we're gonna, everybody, does everybody have a communion element? Now, the kids need to be coming on in. Elementary kids are supposed to join us today. For, they can come sit with their parents if y'all got them out there. They can come on in. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me first just make sure. If, listen, if you need a communion cup with the bread in it there just raise your hand if you didn't pick one up on the way in and parents make sure your children can be with you this morning for communion praise the Lord y'all can go sit with your parents guys if you find them in here if not you can come sit in front of pastor <laughs> hallelujah thank you Lord thank you Lord Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Aren't you thankful Jesus died for you? Shed his blood for you. Redeemed you from the curse. Glory be to God. It's so good to be saved. So good to be redeemed. Thank you, Lord. So what we're going to do, I'm going to pray a prayer. We're going to eat, which represents this body. This bread represents the body, the 39 stripes on Jesus' back that he was made sick with your sicknesses. And this juice represents the blood. And it means the complete deliverance from all the power of the enemy. It means salvation. It means forgiveness. It means you've been redeemed from the curse of the law. It means the devil has no hold on your life in any way. It means you, you're blessed in every area of your life, your family, your finances. It means victory is yours. So what we're going to do, I'm going to pray a brief prayer here. We're going to eat. Then we'll drink together. Then I want us to just take a moment and we're going to praise and shout and rejoice for just a moment or two. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I want you thanking him when you eat and drink if there's any needs you have in your life. Let's first just, you know, we'll just believe we receive it, all right? But then from this point, from that point, well, we're going to praise him for a little bit. Then when you leave this place, what do you need to do when you think about it at 3 o'clock in the afternoon after you took your nap? Keep rejoicing. Keep praising. Keep thanking. What are you going to do on Thursday afternoon when you think about it? Tuesday morning, whenever. You keep rejoicing. You keep thanking him that his word is true, that you are the healed. You are the blessed. You are the redeemed. Hallelujah. If you have to laugh a little bit, you have to shout a little bit. You keep laughing it in. You keep shouting it in. You keep praising it in. And when you're with a group of people, you smile it in. just under your voice. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You go to work. You do the things you need to do at work. But even in the middle of your work, you can go glory to God. Hallelujah. You still take care of business? You say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you I have what I pray for. I thank you I have what's your blood purchase for me. I thank you that I have what those stripes on Jesus' back made available for me. I thank you that it's on the porch, but I'm thanking you now it's in my life. I thank you that I have it. So what do you keep doing? You keep rejoicing. You keep praising. You keep thanking. And guess what? It's going to get off the porch and on your table. When is it going to happen, Pastor? I don't know. I, that's not... 
That's not for you and I to be concerned about. What's our job? Rejoice evermore. Praise without ceasing. Give thanks in everything. Why? Because I'm not quenching this. I'm not suppressing and quenching the spirit that way. I'm keeping that flow of the spirit. Like that said in 1 Thessalonians 5. I'm keeping the flow of the miraculous working on my behalf. How many of you believe that? Well, if you'll believe it and act it today, there's nothing God cannot get on your table. I still ain't heard a good shout today. I'm going to tell you right now. I have not heard a good shout yet. <laughs> I guarantee you this preaching's been better than your shouting this morning. I know it had. I know it had. Because I've been shouting about it during the week. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you a little bit. I believe the shouting's going to catch up later. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Well, let's go ahead and receive communion and we can shout a little bit more. Praise before we go. I'm not going to hold you long, just a few minutes here. But I want you to get a good, I want a good demonstration. A good demonstration of what we believe this morning. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Everybody stand up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want you to give me about two minutes of rejoicing, praising, and shouting. Go ahead. Give him praise. Give him thanks. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Lord. We bless your name. <laughs> thank you for victory. Thank you for victory. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for the healing. Thank you that you're faithful. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you that every need is met. Every need is met. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You turned it around. Thank you that you made a way. Thank you that you brought me victory. Complete victory in that area. Thank you. Thank you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Whew. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, you can get your emotions, can get into that, but you don't always, emotions have nothing to do with demonstrating and acting on the word. You do this, you do this tomorrow when you don't feel like it. When you're not surrounded by a bunch of other people praising God. You do it when depression tries to jump on you and the voices start coming and tell you you're not going to get your answer. 
You didn't get it last time. Why do you think you're going to get it now? He's a liar. No, as long as I'm willing to keep rejoicing, I'm going to get my receiving. As long as I'm willing to do the thanksgiving, the praising, I'm, I'm staying in that miracle flow. I'm going to get the miracle provision. I'm going to have the loaves and fishes. I'm going to have the, the co complete wholeness like that leper just because he's willing to lift his voice loudly and give thanks in faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Devil can't stop you. Disease can't stop you. Oppression can't stop you. Lack can't stop you. Nothing can stop you from getting your miracle provision and blessing and these benefits of being redeemed from the curse. I'm getting it off the porch onto my table. Just determine. Determine in your life, it ain't staying on my porch. I'm not going to sit back in my lazy chair wondering when is the Lord going to bring it? No, I'm going to rejoice till it gets on the table. I'm going to rejoice it on the table. I'm going to praise till it's on the table. Doesn't mean you're doing it 24 seven every second of the day, but it means you're living that life right now. I'm, 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 I'm in a praise mode. I'm in a rejoicing mode. I'm going to, you know, every, every waking moment I have, I think about it, every opportunity I get, instead of griping coming out of my mouth, I think I'm going to rejoice a little bit. Instead of talking about the government, I'll talk about the word. I'll talk about, instead of talking about the problem, I'm going to talk about, you know, instead of talking about what, what, the, what the enemy's doing, what the, what's going on around us, I'm going to talk about the solution and praise God for the solution. And I don't care what's going on in your past. I don't care how many times you've missed it. I don't care what's gone before. I don't care if you, you say, oh, I missed the will of God for my life. No, what, what, this is the will of God. You can get right back in the will of God right now. How? Rejoice evermore. Praise without ceasing. But pastor, I'm going through something and, we're having, and I don't see an answer to it. This is the will of God. This is the will of God right now. This is how you're going to get the answer. This is how things are going to turn around. Praise God. Keep rejoicing. Let's live a life of rejoice, praise, give thanks. Thank, not, you're not thanking God for that problem. You're thanking God in the midst of that problem. You're thanking God he's the answer. He's got the victory. He's got the solution. And it's yours. And he's made it available. You keep thanking him for it. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God.